0: And there's so many more people that we're going to explore. Now, if you don't know, Eric's not only a pastor, but he's pretty proficient with marketing as well. He's pretty much the ambassador of marketing for the whole state of Alabama, for the counties as well as the Chamber of Commerce. Right? He really knows his stuff, and he's got a ton of value to add. So I want you guys to give a warm welcome to Eric it. <laughs> Look, I've seven words, and if you get these, they'll change your life. Seven words. And if you get a hold of them, and just get them rooted into your soul, it'll make all the difference in the world in where you go from here so that simple. Seven. seven words. Here they are. are you Ready? A man's gift makes room for you. That's it. A man's gift makes room for you. A man's gift makes room for you. It's a gift. It's not yours. It's something that's been given to you. It's not something that you have created. It's been given to you. When I was 16 years old, Sitting in the barn with my dad. Now, just in case none of you have ever had this experience, sitting in a barn on a bucket may be some of the greatest creative thinking that you'll ever come up with. You know, as a matter of fact, I'm so serious about that that Tom and I are trying to figure out how we're going to be able to get a barn to have our office in. And, you know, our furniture is going to consist of 5 gallon buckets. But, but it's a great environment. And so I'm sitting on a five gallon bucket in the barn with my dad. We've been working that day. I'll never forget this for as long as I live. As we sit there and we thought, he said something to me. He said, it, Eric, it's obvious that you have an incredible gift. Because to that point in time, all of the conversation between my dad and I was pretty much a monologue. He talked, I listened. He all can relate to that. And so he talked, I listened. He had just now given me a clue. And then, and Damian stole my, 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 my illustration. Then he stands up, kicks the bucket, and said, go learn something. Because anybody can listen to an empty-headed chatterbox? In other words, you've been given a gift. Do something with it. It's a gift. It's not something that was a membership site. It's not a membership mastery. It's not anything that's stuff. It's not a product. It's not a training. Now, God made me tall enough I have to stand on the platform. That was one of my kids. So I'm going to stay down here because I like to relate to you. I like to be close to where you're at. So, Chad gave me the incredibly exciting topic today that i closing sales, which is, you know, that topic by itself is kind of the equivalent of watching the corn Have any of you ever seen a video of watching corn grow? I'm just, I'm I'm at, I'm serious. Has anybody ever seen a video of watching corn grow? Because I went to eat supper one night, and in the room next to where I was eating supper at, they were showing a video of watching corn grow. Day three. Day six. It was like, how long are we going to do this? We're going to talk about clothes in a second. But here's the thing you've got to understand, and I was fascinated as I listened to everything that's happened so far, is that everybody's talked about how important your attitude is, right? Y'all picked up on that? Because all of the sales techniques in the world do absolutely nothing for you if you have a wrong attitude. The attitude's everything. Now, just FYI. I did a little brief survey prior to coming here. Y'all remember that? Most of 63 of you participated in that survey. And in that survey, I asked this question Which of these five things are the biggest challenge to you moving your business forward? And I had five, five possibilities. Technology was one of them, one of them had to do with closing sales, one of them had to do with making connections. One of them had to do with, um, something else. And the last one was mindset. See that? It was, it was great. Y'all got to on this. Watch the porn girl. And I uh, lost my train of <laughs> Nobody wore mindset. Nobody. And I looked at that and I went, they want to know how to close sales. But nobody wants to focus on their attitude. They want to know how to make the right connections, but they haven't focused on their attitude. Does that say something? I see that as a coaching opportunity. Right? So I thought about that. We got to talk about the attitude. Well, I didn't have to, because everybody else has. So, so far today, everybody's talked about attitude. Right? So, when we leave here, then we pretty much have figured out that the attitude is pretty boring, right? It's not the technique. We'll talk about that in a minute. It's not the platform. It's not the stuff you've been given. It's the gift that you have with the right attitude. And you see, attitudes give too. You can, but you have to decide what to do with it now let's fast forward from those seven words a man's gift makes room for him a thousand years later Jesus said there was these three days he really did say that by the way it was three dudes. <laughs> I gave each one of them a gift and one of them and what was the person's excuse when he was asked, Why did you bury it? I was afraid. The very thing that he said was, I was afraid. I was afraid. Been given a gift, and he was afraid. And I realized how liberating. It is to understand that you've been given a gift, a very important gift, a very valuable gift. You've got to do something about it. As my dad said, don't be an empty-headed chatterbox. Don't be a goose. Somebody's been paying attention. Right? How many of you knew what she meant when she said, don't be a goose? How come the rest of you don't have your hand? But I'm a little concerned about that. Some of you are paying attention to the live feeds, okay? Because last week I talked about don't be a goose. But yes, what you do with that gift makes all the difference in the world. But if you don't do anything with it at all, because you're afraid of being in trouble, take the gift. And do something with it. Because. Anybody know how the rest of that sentence goes? Because that's just the first half. Anybody know what the second half of the sentence is? You're a hard master. In the, a man's gift makes room for him. I thought that the, I'm afraid because I know that you're a hard master. That, let's 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 back up, okay? Back up to the statement, a man's gift makes room for him. Does anybody know how that sentence ends? Very important that you know how the sentence ends, because this is the secret to Satan. That's the the one that happened a thousand years later. I stuck on that. And you know why? Because nobody's ever heard the rest of the sentence. The rest of the sentence says, he shall stand before kings. You know how to give an opportunity? Use the gift. Use the gift. You want to stand before kings? Then use the gift that you've been given so that you might have room to stand before the people who could write you a check. Right? A man's gift makes room for him. He shall stand before now a king can run a pretty big check, right? you all agree with that? Yeah. How do you get in front of a king? Using the big that you've been given. Now you may have to develop it. You might have to it better. You know, what you do with it? Because, man, fast forward a thousand years. And what happened to the other two people? The other two dudes that Jesus gave gifts to, right? What happened to them? They multiplied. They multiplied, which means, which tells me that gifts were intended to be multiplied. Okay, you've been given this. What are you going to do with it? Multiply it. Do something with it. Make it happen. Well, that was the introduction. Let clear the table for a minute, okay? Real feast for a minute. Let's let me clear the table. I want to read something to you find this really interesting. How many of you would believe that you are a leader? How many of you think you're leaders? Business leaders? Industry leaders? You're a leader, right? Listen carefully to this statement. And leadership, in any field of endeavor, requires a foundation of solid, sound philosophy. The days of hitting this leadership are gone forever. Skill and technique and human understanding will be required in a changed world in which we're rapidly approaching. That was written 100 years ago. It's just as true today as it was then. You can't get by just taking a shot. You have to be focused. Did you get that from what Daniel said? You have to have the right attitude. to get that from what Chad To understand where we're going with this. So now, what did it happen what 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 did good leadership, good, what a good sound, solid leadership require? This is the reason why I don't have slides because I don't want you to read it. I want you to pay attention to what I said. Does that make sense? So, are you ready? What did it say that we needed to have? A good sound philosophy. A good sound philosophy. How many of you have a sales philosophy? Three people, four people, five. All right, the rest of it, pay careful attention to because I'm going to give you mine, because it's pretty good. <laughs> it served me pretty well. Two years ago, I was hired to sell an insurance product for an insurance company. Brought me in to train the sales staff, and I was given a little tiny area, and we were given until the end of the year in October to make a difference. We sold $8.5 million worth of a product that sells for $35 per person. We made a difference. It's based upon a sound philosophy. So here they are. You ready? Three things. Wait a minute. Before we do that, I'm gonna ask you to do something. So you just thought you were ready, right? I'm, I'm gonna back it up just a minute because I want to do something. Write this down and state. Write down what your gift is. Write down. Write down what your gift is. Now see, coffee stole this from your water. She said, write this on the back of your name tag. I was going to have you write it on the back of your name tag. Just write it on the pad that you have. Okay? She's already taken my space. <laughs> <laughs> Where'd she go? Okay. Oh. Sorry. <laughs> she was standing up in case I said something bad. She was going to exit stage left. still on the car. They can add other things. She, she even has a microphone in <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my goodness. Absolutely. <laughs> You gave her a microphone, did you? (laughs) How did you do that? You're welcome. (laughs) Okay, Bob. Wait on a while. That's you know. Write down your gift. Everybody got something written down? Alright, turn to the person sitting next to you, tell them what it is. If you believe that your gift makes room for you, then you should be able to easily and quickly identify it. And you ought to be able to tell it to the person sitting next to you. Now, before I get into the philosophy, who wants to tell me what their gift is? Linda. We've got to have a microphone here. <laughs> Bob, you're just coming up short. I don't know what else to tell you. <laughs> Go ahead, Linda, what'd you get? Um, my would be organizing. Organizing. Like putting people together Don't define it. Organizing. Is organizing a gift? Yes. It's one I don't have. All right? It's easy to tell when it's a gift if you don't have it. Great. Who else? Naomi. Inspiring. Inspiring. Is inspiring a gift? Who else? Stuart. Now we got two mics. It's cool. uh, uh, To elevate society to a level that transcends pain and suffering. Now, think about that for just a moment. Do you, do you to elevate society to, a, to a, a place that eliminates pain and suffering? How'd that do? Transcend. Pretty close. Transcend. How many of you believe Stuart would use the word transcend? I would just say jack shit up. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. Um, Stewart, did you know that when you were four? <laughs> yeah. When you were fourteen. When you were 24. Did it come about as a result of developing that passion? Now, how many of you believe there was passion about it? Yeah. yeah, Very much so. Very much so. And he's bothered to share that with us a lot, right? I mean, bothered in a great way. <laughs> Anybody else? Who else wants to do that? Ada I have her hand up. to be able to connect with you, put myself in your position, understand where you're coming from, and deliver from there. Now, I love that, except for the fact that I forgot to, you know, friend request me on Facebook. So, <laughs> oh. <See>, obviously. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Had to find a place to mention that oh, yeah. I love you. Oh, cool. Over here,
1: V. Jason Hodge.
0: Jason Hodge. Yeah, mine is creativity. That's he can. okay? Just believe he can do that. Who else? Somebody else. Right back here. Why you thinking? Because the man think is that he's trying where he is. If you understand that all your thoughts are before are the reason why you are where you are right now. So controlling your thinking you know, is what controls your direction. So it makes change, Absolutely. It makes you responsible. Everything in your life, no one else, you keep playing, you're controlling your thoughts. Okay. Hugh over here. Why would you be helping people find and achieve their passion by truly connecting? Okay. Finding and achieving their passion. uh, Finding and achieving their passion by you said connecting. By truly connecting. Yeah, by truly connecting. Anybody else? One more, one more. Let's, build. Bill. Let's let's hook up Bill. Acceptance. Acceptance. Acceptance, okay. Good, good. Now, how many of you, the gifts that you just mentioned, you have spent a vast majority of your career doing that? Are you sure? Would it have what your career was? No. That's the point I want to make. All right? It doesn't really matter what your job title is. It doesn't really matter what your career is. That's different than your gift. Sometimes they lie. Sometimes they don't. And what happens when they don't? You're frustrated. You're stressed. You're not happy with it. So now, how does that apply to sales? What do we do? Well, we have to base our,
1: we have to have sales philosophy
0: upon which we're going to base the things that we do. So I'm going to give you three. You can write these down too. Ready, ready? Okay. Three things. We're giving them to you very slowly, okay? The first one is, I talk to people who can tell me yes. let me tell you that's a great philosophy. Period. A lot of people are conditioned to tell you no. And they can't tell you yes. They don't even have the ability to tell you yes. This, I, was, I was teaching this in a, in, a, in a hotel conference room in Tuscaloosa, Alabama in May of 2018, And Guy was unhappy with his room, And he didn't like the bill. And he has the housekeeper corner. And he's complaining about his bill to the housekeeper. And he's just rattling at her. And I don't think she spoke English. She's not She couldn't tell him yes, she couldn't tell him anything. She's disconnected from the middle. Too often times, people think from a sales standpoint because they know somebody who works there, they have an end. You don't have an in, you have a friend. It's all you have. Unless you can talk to the people who can tell you yes, What's going to be the end result? Nothing. And so if you tell everything to the person who can't tell you yes, what are they going to tell you? They're, They're going to say, I either have to ask or they're going to say no, they won't be interested. And then you're expecting somebody else to now represent you before the person who can tell you yes. And guess what? They're not interested because your stuff wasn't interesting enough to get you in the right place. I had a rep that I was training a few years ago. She gets an appointment at a place that had 800 employees. Great opportunity. We're going to go speak to the HR manager for 800 employees. And we walk in. She's there. She's terrified. She's got all of her stuff. holding it just like this, and we're sitting down with the HR manager and I said, so Bill, are you the one who makes the decision about these things or is it somebody else? She started to faint and the <laughs> and he said, well, actually, I don't make the decision. TV made the appointment. But he couldn't make the decision. See, getting an appointment is a lot different than getting a decision. Where we oftentimes fail is that we think that the appointment was the goal. And it's gone. And he said, no, actually, there's three of us who make this decision. I said, good. When would be a good time for all three of you to get together with the two of us? and he said What have we said so far? Nothing. But I treated his time as valuable. And so he acted like what we had had value. Does that make sense? So the first thing that you want to do is you want to make sure that you're talking to the person who will be telling you yes. The second thing that you do, I just described, and that is that you give them value before you give anything else. You make sure they have value before they have anything else. Now, have we done that? Nevertheless, let me tell you what my philosophy is. I've told several of you this since we've been here. My philosophy is, you're going to get the best stuff I've got for you. I just get to determine how you're going to get it. Seriously, does that make sense to you? I mean, over the last three months, I've taken what I normally charge $2,500 a person to do. And I've done it in 11 of my How many of you got a bill? Nobody. got a bill? You you didn't get a bill. (laughs) (laughs) Nobody got a bill. Because I didn't know how you were going to get it you want it in a different format? I'll give you my PayPal account. <laughs> Does that make sense? You give the best value that you have. Now, if I'm talking to the person who can tell me yes, in order for them to tell me yes, what kind of language am I going to use? I want you to, oh, this is, you're going to make this way more complicated. So you're making it way more complicated. Even plain and simple is way more complicated. I'm going to use yes language. Right? I'm going to use yes language. Now, if they ask a question, if I'm giving them value, what's the answer? Yes. Yes! I may need to understand the question better. I may need to check on some things. Do that? Does that make sense? I'm in a glass plant in Helena, Montana. Big plant, a couple of hundred employees, great opportunity. And the first question that the HR manager asked the rep, the rep that I was there with said, No, we can't do that. We left and I said, Do you ever plan to have this as a business or are you just going to do this as a hobby? <laughs> she said, Well, you know better. We can't do that. I said, Well, as long as you use the word no, what kind of answer are you going to get? So, how do you handle a situation Well, know it's secret. Got some ideas. I'm not sure we can do that, but I got some ideas. Let me check on those and I get back with you. Is that more important? Have I used yes language? Have I made their question sound important? Have I made them feel important? I give them value before I give them anything else. Now, follow me, okay? Because I have to do something. A while ago, y'all were on the elevator, right? Y'all remember being on the elevator? Ray, you remember being on the elevator? Beth, you remember being on the elevator? (laughs) (laughs) Here is exactly, illustrated exactly, what happened with Ray and Beth. All right? I'm going to make the good doctor over here. He's going to be the business owner. Person that we're trying to get to tell Jeff. Are you with me? And I'm sitting here like this. What am I now in? I'm in a presentation mode, right? So I got to talk about my crap. Right? Here I am. I'm going to have this conversation and I'm going to tell him all this wonderful stuff I can do for him. Am I giving him value? I think I am. What's he think? How soon is this guy going to (laughs) leave? Right? How fast did Daniel leave the elevator a while ago? Before we got to word number six. Now, I come from the south. In the south, we're very polite. All that means is that we stop listening after the sixth word, and we're just sitting there going, "Mm mm-hmm. And bless your heart. <laughs> exactly. Right? Here's what you need to do. Back up for just a second. Breathe. And I want you to do this in your mind. Okay? not necessarily recommend you do this in reality. So let's about this. What can we do to help you? A lot. Do you understand? I've, mo- I've physically, in my mind, moved to this place. We're not sitting beside each other. I'm not sitting in front of him, puking out all my Crap. I'm instead sitting next to him. What can we do? Uh, uh, Physically, emotionally, I'm connecting with him. If we fail to connect, what are we going to do? No. If we fail to connect, what are we we going to do? If we fail to connect, what are we going to do? Would you say that? Fail! If we fail to connect, we fail. Right? Andy talks about it all the time. If you don't connect with people, you fail. Right? Talk to people who can tell you yes. Number two, give them value before you give them anything else. The best way to connect with people. The best way to connect with people. Right? It's the best way to connect with people. We have poo-pooed for so long. This face-to-face contact, and we're going to make this so easy. We're going to do it on the internet. Boom, we're going to send you a private message on Facebook, and you've got to do business with me because i got the greatest thing you've ever heard of. We're failing to connect. I'm not giving value when I do that. I call that drive by. Right? <laughs> exactly. He said copy and paste <laughs> one of as many people as he can. What did Chad talk about, Mother? He talked about engagement, right? He didn't talk about building a list. He talked about engagement. And engagement came from where? Did y'all forget? Came from where? He's sitting on his couch. And he's talking to you. Well, you're sitting on your couch. Without well, your shoes on. And you're listening. Right? That's engaging. Oh, that wonderful privilege today. To be able to connect with in ways we've never been able to do before, right? A while ago, when Linda said, don't be a goose, half of you in the room knew exactly what she was talking about, because you watched watch the platform. That means connection is going on, right? You need to be able to connect with people. So first of all, I talk to people who tell me, yet secondly, I give them value before I give them anything else. And the third thing is I make it really easy for them to tell me yes. What happened in the class plan in Montana was she had said no. How much more difficult is it for somebody to then tell you yes? How many of you put I'm in in the chat box? before you knew what you were in for. That was easy for you to say yes, right? You make it easy for people to tell you yes. Because making it easy for people to tell you yes makes it possible for them to do what? Tell you yes. yes. Seems pretty simple, doesn't it? So what's the secret to closing sales? You have to have a really good philosophy. Is that a really good philosophy? Can you use that? Yes. So, tomorrow, we'll let y'all get home, alright? How many of you plan to do that before you get home? I'm just curious. How many of you actually plan to connect with somebody before you get home? All right? My son, is, my son is doing a lot for you on, on uh, uh, we're connecting with people right now. Right? So, how many of you plan to do that? So, let's make this easy. We'll make a mind map. How kind many of you on mind map? Not exactly sure what you're going to do next. So, you have three things that you can do. You can find somebody and say yes. Is that easy enough to do? Yes. Yeah. I mean, what at Daniel talk about all that. He talked about having the right conversations. Well, having the right conversations with the right people involves finding people who can tell you yes and talk to them about dead chickens or whatever else happens to right? Now, having conversations it involves doing what? What did Damien do You He talked about a stinking chicken right. and then he talk about his dog Otis right how many of you can relate to a dog named Otis yeah it's a story that makes sense you can tell a story that makes sense to people who can tell you yes and half of your work is done, right? That's really what he was getting at with that 100 zero. Let's put all of our attention in the place that's going to make the biggest difference. So I start by finding people who can tell me yes. Secondly, is I give them value? Chad mentioned a while ago. When, how do we give value consistently, right? On a regular basis, in a regular way give back, and then number three, you make it really easy for them to tell you yes. You make it really easy for them to tell you yes. As a matter of fact, they're going to want to tell you yes if you make it easy. How many of you would have a lot more fun in that kind of sense? How many of you who raised your hand while ago said you don't like to sell would find that funny? Are you with me? Yes. All right. Your gift will make room for me. My gift is that I bring clarity out of confusion. And I do it. How many I told today? Lost count. <laughs> Five. Make it easy for Chad, I'm done today. How'd I do on 40 minutes? great.